0: Warning the following views will be extremely offensive. You will hear foul language, sexual innuendos, and jokes in poor taste. Viewer discretion is advised. I got blisters on my fingers!
1: We'll do it live! You could accept the fact that this city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Well, what do you mean, biblical? What uh, he means is Old Testament, Mr. Yes. Mr. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human
0: sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Okay, so I think that pretty much sums up what's been going on this week. We are, of course, Eldonzo and... D's And we are going to pretty much get straight to this one to open it up with. The, Welcome to the shit show. The... Yes, absolutely shit show is the way to describe this. Unless anybody's been living under a rock for the past week. uh, uh, They
1: probably picked it up and threw it.
0: Yeah, they probably picked it up and threw it along with the rest of the pallet of bricks. that was strategically placed in, what was it, Minneapolis?
1: Uh, No, that was Dallas.
0: Dallas. Dallas is where they're strategically placing bricks so they can destroy their own city. So let's preface this real quick. So what we had happen back on Monday was we had an individual named George Floyd. He was a black man. Um, There was video released of the Minneapolis Police Department, four officers holding him down. The big kicker uh, was that he was handcuffed and that one of the officers uh, was kneeling on his neck while two of them were holding him down and one was standing guard while this was going on. So the big issue was he kneeled on his neck for I think it was at least seven minutes, eight minutes and like 40 seconds, eight minutes and 40 seconds. Um, and that was like almost three minutes after Mr. Floyd had stopped breathing and became limp. Uh, so Mr. Floyd was throughout this video saying how he couldn't breathe and that how he hurt his chest hurt, his neck hurt. Obviously, uh, his stomach hurt. He's going through all this pain. He can't breathe. He's grasping for air. Meanwhile, this cop leaves his knee on his neck. Uh, this, of course, went straight into the realm of racism and racially charged actions by a police officer, excessive force. People are calling this cold-blooded murder. Uh, we're going to dive into that. Um, so, Dees, what have, you, what have you deduced so far from what we've seen and the evidence so far that's come out from this, what are your thoughts on it? I know you got them. Go ahead. Well, I think everybody
1: <clears throat> who isn't
0: blind can see that
1: the officer's actions were 1,000% wrong. Um, the man was handcuffed. He was on the ground. And as new video has surfaced, we see that uh, two other officers were also kneeling on him back behind the car where you couldn't see Uh, in the main video, but they had him down. He was subdued. Um, He wasn't going anywhere at this point. And you have the bystanders yelling. um, Is it murder one? No, I don't believe that for a second. Um, I think they got the charge, right? Which is uh, basically third degree murder slash manslaughter, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't think anybody can argue that the cop was in any way in the right in this, uh, especially now that this new video has surfaced, uh, this morning that they had him in the car. Now you can't see you you've, you can't see him, but we know that he's in there because the cops are and there is a struggle. you can't see what's going on. I agree, but he was in the car. Right. So it's kind of hard to convince me that there would be a reason to take him out of the car and put him face down on the ground. Well, and I wasn't I, there. I'm just
0: saying, I agree with that. It's and, a bad look. look. Yeah, it is. The optics are terrible. But it's not just the optics. I mean, what we have, we have nine minutes of a cop kneeling on his neck like the cops ordering a pizza. Right. I mean, you, this is what bothers me about this. And and I just, I want to go back into my original Facebook post and why I did this. This is the thing that bothers me most about this. It's 2020 in America. You're in a big city, a big diverse city, Minneapolis. You, you're a white cop. Now, we don't know, like I said, exactly what transpired led up to the point that he felt he had to put his knee in the back of this guy's neck. But you've got bystanders. You're in the middle of a crowded city street. People are videotaping you, screaming to let this guy up, and you just continue to just knee him in the neck for eight minutes. And you tell by the look on this guy's face, he didn't care. He had nary a care in the world no, while he, he was he doing it. he had that.
1: a smirk. He, he looked really smug. Uh, just to touch on the whole race thing. Um, everybody's saying, well, he's a racist cop. I'm sorry, but I don't buy that for a second. Uh, I don't first, either. First of all, he's married to a Korean woman. Okay. And if you go back and you look at the other three cops that were there, he's the only white guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've got a mixed bag. of Yeah. Ugh. They had
1: a Hispanic, they had a uh, an Asian and then, uh, what appears to be a black man, maybe Middle Eastern. He's, he's kinda light skinned. Bottom line is he's not white. So this wasn't four white cops killing a
0: black man. But the problem is that is how almost every major news outlet has made it out to be absolutely. They it's it's that's what sickens me about this, is it's one thing to have an unwarranted death by an asshole cop. Um or at least contributed to the death or whatever, we're going to find out. And speaking about that, the preliminary preliminary autopsies already come out. That is not in favor of prosecuting the police officer any further. But what we really got to wait for is Dr. Michael Bodden, uh, a renowned doctor, uh, does the autopsies and all these big cases, uh, forensics. The family has hired him to go through and do a second autopsy. That's going to be the one that really tells us, was this cop directly responsible for his death? Was a cop culpable in any way? Should the cop have done something else? What actually killed him? And what was the police officer's part in it? Yeah. Now, going back to the Facebook thing. The only thing I, 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 I put out there was, hey, there's so much video and so many things we don't know yet. There's so much dash cam footage. Look, it's obvious by watching the nine-minute video the cop was in the wrong, but there's so many things there. I think we need to look at before we jump to, it was a you know racial, racially charged, motivated killing. Um, it was, you know, murder one, which a lot of people, we just look, I think it's just doing the right thing to kick back and watch all the evidence come through. Cause there's going to be a lot more, I think coming down the line that's either going to nail this guy even harder or show a different side of it.
1: At this point, I think murder one is, is 100% out of the question, unless there's a video that surfaces off of a body cam or whatever, where that cop says, I'm going to kill you motherfucker. I, murder one is off the table. Um, but at this point, going back to the body cam footage, I think that's the only missing piece for me is w- What happened from the time they started to get him into the car until the time they put him on the ground?
0: And I, you can't say he's resisting, and you can't say the cops are beating him up. You can't say anything. Right? That's why I want to see one of because you
1: see the cops they have both doors open at the beginning of that video. And then the, the one cop closes the door that, that is on the camera's side and runs around to the other door to where you can't see what's going on in there. And that to me is the missing piece that might shed some light on how the hell they got from point a to point B. Um, but again, in no way, shape or form, in my opinion, was that action of kneeling on the back of his neck justified
0: uh, that and, and that opinion shared by—actually, I don't know anybody that doesn't share that opinion.
1: No, I, I I think you'll struggle to find too many people out there that are, are backing that one particular officer's actions, including, I mean, I could literally pull up probably hundreds of little videos self-made by police officers across the country condemning the actions of that one officer.
0: You know what really pisses me off about all this? I, and this is just my feeling— for, the, for for a brief moment in this damn country, we were once again united in something. Everybody agreed on something. Everybody felt rage over something. And that has been completely, completely overshadowed by these dumbass protests, whether it's Antifa or some idiot white supremacist stoking this. Uh, we know it's a mixed bag. We know shit is literally hitting the fan. You, you, you want to talk about preserving the memory of George Floyd and finding out what happened to him? Almost... All the focus is on what these assholes are doing now in these big cities. It's yeah, just uh, stupid. We had we had another death come out. It was a federal officer.
1: In Oakland? Yes.
0: In Oakland. Uh, he was killed as a result of the protests. It just came out this morning. Guess what? He was African American.
1: Three people were shot and killed last night in Indianapolis, downtown Indianapolis, um, and n- no bullets were fired by the Indianapolis PD. Uh, it was basically... Protester on protester violence hard to say they haven't really released what was the the altercation that caused that but we do know that three people are now dead there Um, there were protests here locally uh, peaceful obviously Uh, last night things got a little out of hand in um, East Peoria I think they there was a fire at the Lowe's Uh, they were originally in the Walmart parking lot and then as the cops had kind of dispersed the crowd a uh, group of them went over to Lowe's and on the video, it was basically just one guy doing a Facebook live stream. You could see some people were carrying off some like the outdoor plants they had set out. And then there was a small fire. I don't even think it was inside the building. I think they just caught something on fire that was out in the parking lot or out on one of their uh, displays right in front of the door. Um, but yeah, the protests look, uh, I fully support the whole, you know, protest and have your voice be heard.
0: Of course anybody should. I mean, I agree with you. And
1: but the looting and setting stuff on fire, whether it's, you know, angry just regular protesters or like you said Antifa or white supremacists, they're destroying you're not getting anything accomplished by destroying businesses and 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 stealing. All you are doing is feeding the fire of, you know, the, the stereotypes,
0: you know, this starts out a lot of this, a lot of this is motivated by this whole racism thing that they're putting out on this, which, you know, Hey, the, the, the cop may prance around in a KKK hood on the weekends. Uh, We don't know that yet, but this is, this really stoked everything. There's so many other killings in the United States that happen that don't get this label on them and get underreported. So they're stoking the fires when they do this without, that's why I say, wait for the information. Let's see what's going on. Um, You know, with that though, I got to say this, if anybody's standing up for these idiots, these animals that are burning the stores down or attacking the cops or looting, you're out of your mind. There's no excuse for that. No, I I don't want to hear, well, they've had to deal with this all their lives and see this. And this is just how they react. No. And you know what? I said animals. I take that back because animals don't even react like this to stuff. Animals don't even act like I've this. I've
1: seen some people on Twitter basically commenting, well, we tried the peaceful protest and that didn't work. Well, this sure as hell isn't going to work either. You got... No, no chance in hell is burning your own city down going to cause change.
0: I got a question. If you think this is actually racist, okay, I guess we're going to find out at some point. But if you think this is racist... Then what do you think going and burning down a black community's business or torching black community housing or looting from stores that employ uh African Americans in the black community how, how do you think that's helping
1: Right like Target has already said that they are not going to rebuild in Minneapolis
0: Well I, well I don't blame them I don't either but You the- know I heard somebody comment well Target can absorb that and and I said and this is this is this was my reply to it because I guess Target came out and said, we're just glad no lives were lost. You know, we can, the stuff in the store money doesn't matter. And somebody reported, somebody said that to me. Well, here's my point. You know, if my house burns down and my wife and kids and a dog make it out, you know, I'm ecstatic that no lives are lost and I've got my family. Everything else is material. That doesn't mean you can burn my damn house down. Right.
1: And, and the job loss. I mean, that's, they literally took food off the table of probably a, Couple three hundred, uh, maybe more. Yeah, that that now won't have a job to go back to when all this is said and done. Look,
0: the AutoZone, the Target. Look at the deliveries that go in and out of there. Look at the other businesses that support those. The, the retired,
1: wants- the retired black firefighter that basically put his whole life savings into opening a, a sports bar that is now gone. They they burn it to the ground. Um, it, look, I don't know what the answer is to make this right to I don't know end racism but I know it's not this this isn't this isn't the way Um, and until I guess people come out well it's the media for one Um, I thought or I saw a statistic about uh, cop killings in America and it was like 57% of the people that were killed by policemen were white and 30 some percent black and then like almost 20 percent uh hispanic so but why don't you hear about any of the white people well because that doesn't fit the narrative that that doesn't cause the outrage and that's that's the biggest problem in all of this is that cnn msnbc all they push that narrative to to make people outraged and then of course you got George Soros and Antifa, and, and they're not doing any any favors to the the American people by busing these people in and dropping pallets of bricks off downtown Dallas. It's it's crazy.
0: And look, and I think I I'm going to speak for both of us here. I mean, we support the the local police. We support the police. There's bad apples in the police departments. That's undeniable. Yeah, you can't have eight hundred thousand people. Okay, eight hundred thousand human beings. And not have assholes in that bunch. You can't do it. Right. The, the odds are against you. No matter what your training is, no matter where you got your uh, your degree at, if you have one and you're a police officer, there's no way to completely screen this and prevent anything like this from happening ever again. It's impossible. No, the statistics are against you. I'm
1: sure it. that there are some racist cops out there. there. I mean, there's no question. But there's also just some people that are just assholes. I mean, you know, like Chris Rock once said, "Can't people just be crazy anymore?" Like, whatever no, happened to crazy? Shit, you know. And they're undertrained. I mean, I think, I guess, if you're gonna do a the first step as far as this police brutality is, uh, we need widespread reform on on training and handling of these situations. They're just things that shouldn't be done under any circumstance, and one of them is put 200 pounds of weight on the back of anybody's neck. I don't care what color they are.
0: Well, something I wanted to bring up too, that a lot of people don't know about. I posted this and of course, I don't know, for some reason to get any hits. I mean, a cold-blooded murder in my eyes was the murder of Philando Castile, who was pulled over, had a firearm on him and he was licensed to carry that firearm. The cop, uh, wanted his driver's license and his insurance card. And he, notify the cop hey i do have a gun on me i'm licensed to carry it uh the cop said he wanted his id He went to reach for his id the cop assumed he was pulling his gun and put four bullets in him inside the car with his girlfriend sitting next to him and i think that her four-year-old daughter in the back of the car they got that on videotape and i didn't really hear a whole lot about that that was and the cop got off of it somehow I mean, you've got the 73-year-old guy down south that had to mention was wandering around, and the family called at 1.30 in the morning. The, the police department came out there, and he was wandering up to him, and they shot him dead. We didn't hear anything about that. The deaf guy who was getting pulled over and didn't know he was getting pulled over till he got in his driveway and saw the cop and started sign language, the cop thought he was flashing gang symbols were coming at him, and the cop dropped him. You, this... The stuff you don't hear about. So story, I got nothing to, nothing to believe, but they pick and choose this by what fits their narrative. There was
1: a story here, uh, I believe, oh, about the gas. 30 miles north or whatever. Yep. Yeah, The there was a, a man who, had, who was slow. Okay, he was uh, mentally challenged, uh, mentally disabled, whatever you want to call it. Be political, correct about it. Um, but he basically didn't pay for his gas and he wasn't trying to be a criminal it's just something that he just forgot or slipped his mind whatever um and he, you know, the cop shot and killed him and it was a big story around here because obviously it's our local area but it wasn't something that that blew up you know in uh this massive story like this did because he was a white kid you know it's, if that kid would have been black i guarantee you cnn would have had uh, trucks sitting in the, I believe it was Shanoa, Shanoa or Fairbury. It was somewhere, yeah, it was somewhere Fairbury. up there. Um, but anyway, it goes
0: to show you how good we prepare for this show, right? It just goes to show <laughs> though.
1: I mean, if it doesn't fit that narrative that's going to get people outraged, you're probably not going to hear much about it. And that's the biggest problem in this country right now.
0: You know, and here's another thing too. Don't believe for a second that and i'll just lump them all in as one group politicians are not going to try to use this or people that support specific political parties are not going to try to use this for their own gain given an election year don't fool yourself for one second by thinking that everybody is just showing pure humanity here because i can guarantee you that is not going to happen they will take whatever they can and twist it just like they did with the coronavirus
1: yeah speaking of election years in your lifetime can you think of an election year where there's and we're not even halfway through yet where there was just more complete utter bullshit? I mean this is literally like a video game like we're going from stage
0: to stage. I never thought I would see this kind of mayhem in my lifetime and D, who are going to give D's credit for the opener? Uh the Ghostbusters, Fire and Brimstone, right. Cats and Dogs Living together. I mean that's really what's happening It now.
1: really is, you know. You know who I feel really bad for? Who? Uh, the generation of kids that are going to come oh, up Jesus. 30, 40, 50 years from now.
0: I mean, if you study in
1: American history, when they get to 2020, that's going to be a big chapter.
0: You know what? This is this could only be written as fiction. If there's anybody out there right now, a nice young couple uh, that are going, we really want to have kids. You're insane. Why would you want to bring a kid into this you world? You know what? Look I was what's literally on. just talking
1: about this the other day. A lot of people ask me being in my mid forties, why didn't you have kids? Blah, blah, blah. And for a while I thought about it, but then over the course of the last 10 years, nope. Nope. Uh, this it, 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 I, there's just no way I would want to bring a kid. If you do, hey, more power to you. Uh, I feel for you. Stay strong because uh, these are crazy, crazy times.
0: You know what? Here's the thing. And this is, I think, the best way to wrap this George Floyd thing up. I think we can. Let's let's wrap up with what we agree on. We agree the cop was in the wrong. We agree there was no reason George Floyd should have died that day over a counterfeit $20 bill. Um, We agree at this point that there's no evidence that this is racially motivated, considering the cops that were involved. Right. And we believe this is being blown out of proportion. We have a man. That died in police custody. That should not have died in police custody. Now, whether it was the cop kneeling on his neck was a direct cause of his death, or if he had a heart attack, they should have they should have taken different routes when they did this. Undeniable. That's that's a fact in my eyes. I think Absolutely, it's a fact in your eyes Absolutely. as well. But you know what? Looting and rioting, and killing other people and destroying people's personal property. There's no excuse for that. And if anybody hides behind, we're just remembering somebody, we're, we're protesting what happened to him, they're full of shit. Yeah. All right? This is an excuse to act like, I'll say it, thugs and animals at that point. And, and criminals. And criminals.
1: Which, and I got to point this out too, uh, basically when Trump tweeted the same he t- thugs and criminals and just got roasted for it. But I can pull up a video right now of President Barack Obama basically saying the same thing word for word when the riots broke out in Baltimore, uh, back in what, what was that? Oh, eight, something like,
0: well, you know what, Eight or
1: 2010, whatever. But anyway, same thing, but that just goes to show again, the media bias here. Um, you know, president Trump says it, uh, Oh, well, that's just, that's wrong. That's racist, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, Barack Obama said the exact same thing about the riots in Baltimore yeah, exactly.
0: And it, it goes back, and I'm just going to throw this on there. He Dee's goes, well, it was 20 years ago, and it was. But this is just just a good example of how we pick and choose what's right and what's wrong depending on who it is and what the context of the times is. Jimmy Fallon's getting some backlash now because I guess a guy uh, wore a uh, blackface doing an impersonation of Chris Rock. How who once, he worked with. Who he worked with, which, once again, I mean, I personally – Well,
1: actually, I don't think they worked – I don't think they were ever on the show together, but they're both comedians. I mean, if anybody got the joke, it was probably Chris Rock.
0: Absolutely. So when I hear if somebody had blackface on 20 years ago, uh, regardless of who it was, as long as it's not, you know, a blatantly like KKK white supremacist, you know, right. It was in the spirit of comedy, Ted Danson. Was dating Whoopi Goldberg and he put blackface on. Okay. And caught hell for it. Well, not at the time he didn't. Oh,
1: yes, he did. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, there was there was some, well, I know some he caught backlash hell it recently. When, it, when it first happened. Yeah,
0: But uh, who was it? Jamie Foxx came out. He was Jimmy Fallon's Catching Hell, and Jamie Foxx says, hey, we just let this one go. Well, wait a minute. If you're going to let one go, let them all go. You can't just constantly shift your sides. And I agree with Jamie Foxx on that, but I don't agree that they will pick and choose depending on who it is and who they're currently voting for or what their politics are or what they said 10 years ago. That's my only thing, which kind of ties into that. Right. So – um, talking about the Rona, right, did you have anything else left for the George, George Floyd thing? Uh,
1: no, just, I mean, stay safe out there wherever you're at. I mean, obviously we're good where we are. Cause are kind of small town and, uh, everybody's been peaceful. But if we have any listeners in any big cities, just be smart, be safe.
0: Yeah. Don't, don't go into the heart of this. Let it tear itself apart and, and don't, don't, don't be a part of it. Um, I want to touch on, on the Rona real quick. So news on the Rona. So I actually uh, had somebody send this to me, and we're going to pull it up here. And we are going to uh, have some videos out this week of some of the highlights of the podcast, and we'll try to get some of the stuff in there. But the rate of positive tests in the U.S. and states over time. So it's, this is from John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University of Medicine. Uh, it's how much of the disease are we finding through tests. So we pulled up Illinois. And actually, uh, the overall United States looks about the same. But I want you to go to John Hopkins uh, in its individual states testing. And you see that the percentage of positive tests has gone down. It looks to be nearly 20%. Uh, Daily totals of tests are high uh, in regards to the actual daily positive tests. So they're testing a lot of people, and the positives are not going up. They're going down. So we're not just flattening the curve. We are decimating it. So get on over there to John Hop- Johns Hopkins. Look at that. Look up your individual state, what we'll do right now. Let's go ahead and, what do you think, These Pull up New York? Yeah. Yeah, let's see how New York's going to pan out. So we were just in Illinois. Of course, New York's the supposed hotbed of this, or the original supposed hotbed.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Brazil is, is taking that over real quick.
0: Holy shit, look at this. This is New York right there. If you go to New York, um, currently, I think it goes up to May 24th or May, it was just released today. So it was probably yesterday, May 30th. Uh, the daily positive tests are, it appears to be below 3%. And yeah, so they've got, yeah, look at that. They're yeah, almost that was at, a huge spike. Yeah, that is huge. They have decimated it. So which lends even more, um. Uh, credibility to our calls to open this damn thing back up and open it up now you know we went to the bar yesterday uh friday friday local bar just opened the vault nice nice place go grab a beer grab a burger um we went up there to support them had a few beers uh while it was great to see that people could go up to the window and grab some beers and get some lunch and they're supporting the bar that was great to see it it's nothing like having the bar actually open again, or a salon, or anything like that. Uh, why these governors and Gretchen Whitmer is another. We talked about a-hole governors previously: Cuomo and Gavin Newsom and J.B. Prickster. Uh, the Gretchen Whitmer, she's another. I don't think I can use that word on the on the air. Um, see she, you next Tuesday. Yeah, see you next Tuesday if you know what I mean. She put the in country. Um, so looking at all these governors that just want to pussyfoot around, we kind of wonder what their motivations are for that. Uh, well, I think we know what their motivations are. Yeah. I guess I just kind of sidestepped that didn't, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. They want to keep it down. They want to make a political. It, statement. it will be
1: interesting to see what kind of numbers come out of these major cities now where you literally have hundreds, if not thousands of people marching the streets. Now, some of them are wearing masks, but uh, not all of them and it's just it's gonna be it'll be interesting. We already know that um, the big party that CNN had a big to do about down in uh, Lake of the Ozarks who I have a, a friend of mine who's a DJ that actually went down there and played that that club where the no ducks given party was at and now they have said that there so far has already been one person that tested positive and the timeline shows that they were infectious. Uh, while they were down there so
0: well you're gonna have that and and i've said from the get-go once you open stuff up and and the testing is getting ramped up every day you can look at the stats if you go to the johns hopkins university of medicine that there are tests going up every day but the positive test results are going down but i do think you're going to see spikes you have to see spikes it's just like anything else
1: this thing it's look it's not going away this isn't like, like SARS and MERS and stuff where it was much more isolated. Um, I think that we're probably going to be dealing with this for months if not years. I, it's basically kind of like a super flu and it's just gonna keep circling the globe. Um, I think that with the summer months coming and the, the heat and humidity, I think that's gonna help really kind of kill things down a little bit uh, here. But right. I, I also think that come next winter, it's going to be back just like, you know, the flu.
0: Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be as bad because you're going yeah, to get to pretty Right. One but... thing one thing you, you, you can't really argue much about here is uh, the models that everybody went uh, – We I think we touched on that a couple of weeks ago. The models are BS. Yeah. The models are not even in They're the way realm off, yeah. of being accurate. And a lot of people – well, I wouldn't say a lot of people. There's a few people coming out and calling out those models and – and they based doom and gloom and panic and all this other shit on these models and as usual the models weren't right
1: yeah i think the new statistics that were released a couple days ago through the cdc basically have shown now that the uh, mortality rate is like 0.3 percent and they were at one point they were saying it was like four or five percent and that was their big argument was about how deadly it was but as, yeah. But when
0: you start out with a pandemic and your testing is limited, right? You're always going to have gonna a sky have high more, death, right? Rate because and now that we're getting,
1: it. we're getting more positive tests and more uh, people that don't have the underlying health issues and everything. And then they're, they're living through it. And so that number is dropping uh, hell. We just had a uh, 103 year old woman that was given a clean bill of health and celebrated by cracking open a Bud Light. Um, there you uh, go, Granny. Right. I think I would have went with something a little, little stiffer than a Bud Light. But hey, to each their own. Well, you like them stiff, don't you, Dees?
0: Huh. <laughs> it's funny stuff.
1: Still on the Corona thing, we did have this thing come out uh, early last week that the twenty-one million dollar Brooklyn Field Hospital closed its doors after seeing, do you know, how many patients?
0: How many? Do you tell us? Zero. Zero coronavirus
1: patients. patients. Twenty-one million dollars for this field mm-hmm. hospital and they didn't see a single coronavirus patient.
0: Now, I want you to think about this. As decimated as this economy is, and people are out of work, I think we hit, what, 17% unemployment in Illinois, D's? Yeah. 17% unemployment in Illinois. And build all these hospitals. Look at all this money, the trillions and trillions of dollars in these stimulus bills for nothing. For what really panned out to be A bad flu season.
1: Yeah, we talked about the spike that we had here locally in McLean County um, over the last couple weeks, most of which uh, stemmed from the nursing home on South Main that uh, basically seven people died in the matter of, I think, a week or 10 days. And now, this week alone, we've only seen six cases in this county for the entire week. So... 30 or 29 people are currently being uh, uh, are under treatment, two in the hospital, 27 at home. Uh, many of those are from that uh, outbreak at the nursing home. So um, there's really only a handful of people out of 172,000 in this county that are currently being treated for the virus. Um, so we're definitely on the, on the downside of this.
0: I want you to keep in mind something else too. Uh, you go to the hospital – and you don't have the example, OSF or bromine, and you don't have like the symptoms that they believe really match up with uh, coronavirus, they don't give you a test. Right. I had a friend of mine, uh, it turns out he may have Lyme's disease at this point. Uh, he's got a bad tick, um, <laughs> but he may have Lyme's disease. He went in with um, migraines and some other issues that seemed like they could have been COVID-19, they refused to test him. They said, it's not that. Get out of here. We're not testing you. So he ended up going to the interstate center getting tested, and it came back. He didn't have it, so he's back in the hospital and thinks he may have something else. But they're not just, you can't just wake up and go get tested. You can't say, I feel good. I'm going to go get tested. They won't do it. You can go get your antibody tests, um, but you can't just go get your COVID-19 test at this point. I mean, unless something's changed in the past couple of days.
1: Nothing I've heard.
0: So, so, yeah, and, of course, you're going to see a bigger spike in the nursing homes. Ask, uh, ask, ask Governor Cuomo about that.
1: Yeah, he's real happy about that. He's it still
0: trying to sidestep that deal where they forced nursing homes that could not care for COVID patients to take COVID patients in and infect the rest of the residents there. And at
1: that point, we didn't even really know what we were dealing with, and he just kind of lumped them all in there. And, of course, that's going to lead to an even bigger outbreak.
0: You know, but a nursing home, I'm telling you, it, look, of course people are going to die in a nursing home. They may have died the week after that or the week after that from natural causes. Let's face it. I mean, when you hear somebody die in a nursing home, you, you don't ask, oh, really? What, did their parachute not open? I mean, they're at that age. They're vulnerable. <laughs> what a dumbass. Just stick people in there. Oh, you can't care for them? We don't care. You got to take them anyway. What do you think's going to happen? Golly. I tell you what. What else you got, D's? Uh Well, the
1: s- spaceship... SpaceX's dragon did dock with the International Space Station this morning. Um, I don't know if you watched the launch yesterday, but I thought I did that not was see it. that was pretty cool. Um, it was the first time that the um, SpaceX rocket that the one that the booster took humans into space. Um, and then it, it was cool because you got to watch it shoot up, you know and and then they released the the main rocket. Uh, that had the nine booster uh, engines, and then it returned to Earth. That's, uh, if anything, that's the coolest thing I've seen in in space travel. Is this booster goes up, separates once it gets the astronauts out of the atmosphere, and then it returns to a floating drone ship and land. It landed perfectly, like on the the circle. The the. Lo- okay, so the they made advances.
0: Path. It's not like we got to go get Neil Armstrong out of the Pacific Ocean. Wherever you well I don't know about the <laughs>
1: when, when the pod comes I'm just the boosters like back Oh got gotcha, gotcha, back in the day gotcha, when gotcha. you would see the space shuttles you know take off and they would separate first you would have the I think the two side ones would shoot off and they would just fall into the ocean and were usually unusable after that and then they had the great big booster it would fall off fall in the ocean well this thing had enough fuel to push them out of space and then it basically just kind of glides down and uses the engine to slow itself down and it just lands perfectly like a helicopter on the pad. That's cool. Really
0: neat to see. That's cool. You know, I, I I always thought space stuff was really cool. Um, but I gotta say, I can't watch, I can't sit there and watch the NASA channel. Something about it puts me to sleep. My brother will sit there and just watch the NASA channel for hours. I mean, he's a real space cadet.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, watching the launch and everything. And when they're doing something like spacewalk or whatever, kind of cool, but yeah, just sit there and watch. It's like people when they post cams of... Uh, like you'll see an animal in a zoo that's about to give birth. And I, people will just sit there and
0: watch for hours so they can catch that magical moment. And yeah. So something I wanted to touch on real quick. And I'm going to get this guy over here going on. it. So Trump is at war with Twitter. Okay? So when I first heard about this, I just... I, I grabbed my head. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? But actually... So we know Trump's major outlet that he likes to air his laundry on is Twitter. Not so much Facebook, but Twitter. Uh, Twitter, just like most of these other platforms, I would say leaning left is probably an understatement. So what recently happened? Well, Trump put a tweet out there about the mail-in ballots contribute to voter fraud, which they do. All right. you, you Look, logic... Tells you, well, I don't need Donald Trump to tell me this. When you're talking about mail-in ballots across the United States, yeah, it contributes to voter fraud, okay? Um, Yeah, people in Chicago don't realize that because they're used to it because the ballots have been actually sent to cemeteries, I think, in the past. So he came out and said that, and Twitter slapped a label on it calling it not true, so they have started fact-checking the president. The problem is they're not fact-checking anybody else. So I got into looking into this. And believe it or not, as much as you disagree with it, there's actually a there's actually a dog in this hunt to change something. So he's not going to necessarily sue Twitter or anything like that. But there's 47 USC uh, 230, which is a provision of the Communication Decency Act, uh, and this says. No provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. So in section three of this, it says the Internet and other interactive computer services offer a forum for a true diversity of political discourse, unique opportunities for cultural development, and a myriad avenues for intellectual activity. So this was created back in the mid 90s when you started seeing message boards and forums pop up to protect the people that that ran those platforms and owned them from being held liable for bad information or being sued because they let somebody say X, Y, or Z on one of their platforms. Now it did have in there a section. It was like a good Samaritan clause uh, that said civil liability, no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be held liable on account of, and this kind of seems like it's going off track, but there's a reason for it. Any action voluntarily taken in good faith to restrict access to or availability of material that the provider or user considers to be obscene, lewd, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable, whether or not such material is constitutionally protected. So that's saying any owner of this platform or purveyor of these platforms can police that to an extent. If it's going to fall under any of those criteria, they can remove it, and they're not held accountable. And then B, any action taken to enable or make available the information content providers or others the technical means to restrict access to material described in paragraph one. What all this is basically saying is that when Facebook or YouTube says this violates our community standards, uh, for example, when they say it's not accurate health information, they can throw that out there. Because technically they don't want to hurt anybody and they don't want to be responsible for it. The difference is when you start fact checking anybody, then you become a provider of content. So that would mean that Twitter under this would not would have to be treated as any other news agency, which means if they put something out there that's not true. ...because they are the owners and the provider of that content... ...then they can be held liable for it. And that's what Trump's going after. You know, and just to look at the fairness of this... ...I looked at different takes. Um, And the definition of information content provider... ...and this is per that section 230. The term information content provider means... ...any person or entity that is responsible... ...in whole or in part for the creation or development... ...of information provided through the internet... ...or any other interactive computer service... That's where Twitter gets its uh, nipple twisted on this. So the White House came out, and in their statement about this, said, when large, powerful social media companies censor opinions with which they disagree, they exercise a dangerous power. They cease functioning as passive bulletin boards, which is what they were founded to be, and ought to be viewed and treated as content creators. So I wanted some differing opinions on this. The best one I go to is Chris Wallace. Okay, if you know Chris Wallace, he pulls no punches. He just comes out and says it. 50% of the time, he's against the president. 50% of the time, he's with him, maybe. So, if Chris Wallace said this a couple days ago. The danger in that is, once you go down that slope in regards to censoring the president, once you go down that slope, unless you're going to fact check everything everybody says, and Lord knows, are there things the president says that aren't true? Yes, he said. Are there things that Joe Biden says and Democrats say that aren't true? Yes. So if you're going to fact check the president, are you going to fact check Joe Biden? If you're going to fact check, you know, some Republican congressman, are you going to fact check a Democratic congressman? And so it becomes a very dangerous thing. The big difference between the purveyor or the provider of the content doing it and anybody on a message board, I can go on Facebook and come up with lies and put them on there. And it's me as an individual spreading a lie. So they focused on the Russia... uh, the Russian interference by Russia using bots and Facebook to spread disinformation. So the difference is now, you have the people that actually own it controlling the content and what people get to see or putting a label on it to dissuade them from believing something a political party says. So he's actually got, I mean, a legal reason for this. What are your thoughts? I know what they're gonna be, but go ahead and tell everybody. (laughs) Hey, wake up! What are
1: you doing? <laughs> um, look, I get it, but I also don't get it. Like, I mean, to me, it just sounds like a twelve-year-old stomping his feet. You know, when Trump doesn't get his way, well, I'll just go after Twitter. Well,
0: Well, it does. But he's. But you got to remember something. He's following a path set before him previously yeah, with not, Facebook look, uh, because they. Well, this is unfair it's, because people it's one are of those spread things disinformation.
1: Where he's not necessarily wrong but I just think there's more pressing matters. Like, I don't know. It just, whatever.
0: (laughs) There are, but you know, like I say with with politicians, there's no politician that is going to rise above and beyond and not play the same games the other ones are playing. So I I
1: guess my my big thing about it is, given what's going on in the world right now, that's probably not the fight that that you should be fighting. I mean, I realize this was, was last week or whatever, but... I don't know. It just seems kind of trivial compared to all the other uh, mass hysteria going on. Um,
0: you, you know. On another note, though, uh, something else Trump did was he told the WHO to go pound sand, which, which I, I kind of saw coming. Yeah, but yeah. that was a good move. I mean, they really, they really played to China. Especially yeah. this coronavirus thing has really let the cat out of the bag with what's going on. Which and now,
1: I, did you see that they they said that? Uh, I even hate to say the word again. The masks, they're now saying that you shouldn't wear the mask unless you are either infected or treating somebody who is. Like, Why the
0: hell are we giving $400 million a year? Make up
1: goddamn minds. Should we wear them or should we not? I'm so sick of hearing
0: this shit. Good. You know, that's one thing I think he's done in the past couple of weeks that's been absolutely great is cut off the WHO. You know what? They can go get all their funding from China for that matter. It's one of those things. And that was one thing he was right about from the get-go the United States pays and pays and pays for the rest of the world, and we get almost nothing in return for it.
1: Right. Yeah, the, the money that we put in compared to the money that everybody else in the in the world puts in is is astronomical. And,
0: and people are saying we're going to be in a Cold War with China soon. Well, guess what? We've been in a Cold War with China for 20 years, probably more yeah, than that. Yeah, if not longer. So he's bringing this to light, and I'm glad he is. And look, you can say what you want about Donald Trump. There's some qualities about him that I don't like. We voted for him to do shit. And he's doing it. I did anyway. So, right. but anyway, moving on. Dee's, what do you got left?
1: Well, I mean, uh, wrapping up here in a few minutes. One thing I did want to touch on, and uh, when I say this name, a lot of you don't have a clue who I'm talking about. But we lost a legend in rock uh, on the 29th, and at the age of 70, Bob Kulick.
0: Yes, has died. Bob Kulick. Yep. And
1: most of you, Kulick. I've always known I've always called
0: Kulick. Kulick. It C- it's potatoes Uh, potatoes let's call the whole thing off many
1: of you out there are going who the hell is that well um if you know me very well at all you know that um my nickname gamer tag uh login is cold gin and what is cold gin cold gin is this song um from the debut album 1974 kiss anyway so who is bob Kulick? well back when kiss was putting them the band together they were having auditions and they had basically wrapped up. They were done. They had already gotten Peter Chris to play the drums. And Bob Kulik was going to be their guitar player. They were talking about it, literally. Uh, Gene and Paul sitting there talking about it. And this weirdo walks in with like one white shoe and one red shoe and uh, different colored socks. And he just walks in, walks past and plugs his guitar in, and starts jamming. And that person was Ace Frehley. Space Ace! So they decided, oh, well, this has got to be our guy because... This is the direction we're going. So then fast forward years later when, uh, you know, Ace left and then they had the the whole Vinnie Vincent failure. Um, oh, God. They oh. they called Bob Kulik up and said, hey, well, you know, we need you to be our, our fourth member. And uh, he declined. He said, look, the smart choice for you would be to take my brother, Bruce. And yep. Bruce Kulik ended up playing with the band um from i believe it was 1984 83 84 i think it
0: was 84 because i think vinnie vincent was still in in 83. yeah
1: vinnie vincent was there for Animalize. And, yep Animalize. that's that, when i was thinking it was one um, after animalized
0: yeah on. and uh
1: so and he was with the band up until uh basically 95 when uh they had the big reunion tour and then they took a break from that and he came back for a little bit but then he left again, Kiss put the makeup back on and they ended up getting Tommy Thayer. But uh, his older brother, Bob Kuehler, died at the age of 70. Uh, uh, relatively unknown, uh, unless you're a, a big time rock and roll fan. But, Very underrated. But he was a legend. Yes.
0: Very underrated. Yeah. What were the other bands he played with? Are those on there?
1: No, all I got is just the, the talk about it. I, there was a couple other ones. Uh, one thing that he did do though is if you've ever watched SpongeBob SquarePants, then you certainly know the song sweet victory
0: yeah you're fine this is just a little technical glitch here d's keep going
1: bob kulik actually wrote that song sweet victory that was in the uh the spongebob squarepants show so i thought that was kind of cool and then the last thing i have i've actually been sitting on this for a couple weeks and I'm, i'm waiting for it to actually come out and i'm sure we'll have a lot more on it but there's a tv show coming out called labor of love have you heard about this
0: Flavor of love? No, no, not flavor. Flavor of
1: love! of love.
0: (laughs) No, I have not heard this. And
1: uh, do tell. (laughs) So what is it? Well, think of it as the next but slight, well, way weirder version of The Bachelorette. Oh, Jesus.
0: More of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Reality TV has no shame. Um, Actually, uh, I look at it now, and I guess it started on the 21st on Fox. So I've missed the first episode. I'm going to have to... Catch up now. Uh basically what it is is this um Christy Katzman. She's forty one years old, and the ultimate prize is not marriage, but the fifteen men will compete to claim the ultimate prize of impregnating forty one year old Christy
0: Katzman. And this is on Pornhub, right? Uh, Fox. 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 Uh, So Kristen Davis, wait a minute! Fifteen guys are going to impregnate her. They're going to try. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait! wait, Only
1: one gets to do it. But here's, I guess. Oh, I thought they're going to take turns. uh, Well, uh, who knows? It is Fox, so um, it
0: will be coming in June. (laughs) Yeah. So the
1: the premise of the show is to skip the dating and go straight to the baby making. So uh, that's where we are as a civilization today, and her daddy must be proud. Yeah, it makes you long for the days of the Tiger King.
0: Hey, what do you tell a blonde with a runny nose? Yeah, the Labor Love, <laughs> it's,
1: it's a dating show where the prize is a real-life flesh-and-blood baby.
0: Okay, wow. well, you know what? I think we have, you know, fire, brimstone, cats and dogs living together. I don't really think encapsulated everything that's going on. So I'd like to
1: say that this next week couldn't possibly get any worse. Don't say it? that shit. Yeah. No, don't, don't, don't
0: don't do that. We'll don't do that. See. I can, I can guarantee you who's having a good week with all of this stupid asinine shit going on. Joe Biden. Cause we haven't yeah. really heard anything from him. He's down in his basement drinking in his, his insurer and eating his soup and, and mumbling to the wall right now. So he lucked out this week, but next week we don't know what holds and we'll be back next Sunday.
1: We'll talk about it.
0: All right, guys. Adios.